it's Andrew Duncan here. This is the Agent Monday podcast. Today I want to talk to you about a trap that I've seen countless real estate professionals fall into over my many years in this industry. And that is falling into a state where you're playing the blame game. The blame game sounds like situations where your lack of success or lack of progress um, manifests as uh, something that you blame on other people, right? So uh, you might be, you might blame your office. You might say, "Hey, my my manager sucks. They're just not giving me the support I need." Or this brand isn't good enough and it doesn't work in my marketplace. Or I don't get paid a high enough split, or I don't like my colleagues, or we don't have enough market share, or our office isn't in a good location. You might blame the market, and that'll sound like things where you say, oh, the market's just so bad right now. You know, it's really hard to sell anything. Like, how does anyone survive in a market like this? And, you know, gosh, I wish it was like it was before. It's just really tough out there. Those sort of words. Blame. You might blame your vendors. Might sound like things like, gosh, I've just you've got these terrible clients at the moment or all the vendors are picking another agent or my vendors are too greedy, their property's overpriced, uh, no one wants to pay for marketing, just externalizing your problems and and putting those on some other part of the process other than ourselves. Um, Blame can extend to our own relationships. You might blame your spouse or partner. You know, they're not being supportive enough. Um, they're making things really tricky on me. They don't understand what I'm going through. Blame can be pretty addictive uh, and it can be a loop that you can get stuck in where, you know, it is it is tempting to pin any problems that we're having on other people, right? That gives us something to, someone to focus on, someone to attach the blame to. But it's also a kind of self-talk that we really want to watch out for because... Personally, I think it's a bit of a trap. You can always find something to complain about, something to blame for the issues that we're having. But what this does is it stops us from looking in the mirror and thinking, well, this thing is not ideal. This thing is not right. What am I prepared to do about it? What can I change? What does good look like for me? So the point here is not to gaslight ourselves and say, don't blame anyone. It's not a problem. If you've got concerns, you know, then those are genuine and those are real and you should look into those, um, whether it's concerns about your office or the market or, you know, the way your business is set up to function in this market or the types of vendors that you've got that you're working with at the moment or your family relationships. But just be careful of situations where you're putting all the blame on the other person uh, and, and rather than taking any personal accountability of the situation. Especially if you get to a situation where you're playing the blame game and saying, you know, your office isn't any good, the market's no good, your vendors are no good, and you're not getting the support you need at home. If you're blaming everybody, you know, what's the common denominator? Sorry. The common denominator is you. So, the playing the blame game, this follows on nicely from the episode I published last week talking about burnout and signs of burnout. If you find yourself playing the blame game a lot, then that's a, a, 
a strong sign that you might be approaching a state of burnout. And it can be a trap that we can fall into without even really realizing it. It's so easy to just get into this loop of negativity and it's really hard to climb your way out of it. So the first thing, well, and the overarching comment I'd make from my own experience of going through periods of burnout is that it helps when you get to a point where you can realize that if if something is going to change, it's up to you to change it. If you want something to be different in your life or in your business, it's up to you to go after what you want. I spent many years waiting for the people close to me to give me what I needed, you know, just kind of expecting that if I worked hard, if I, you know, was supportive and, and a good team player, then what I wanted would eventually be created or, or would eventually be given to me or would eventually occur. But in hindsight, I now realize that's a wrong outlook. If I wanted things to change, I should have been proactive about defining what good looked like for me, commuting, communicating that to the people that I needed to communicate it with, my manager, my partner, my spouse, colleagues, and then put in place steps to get closer to that reality, right? So rather than putting the blame on other people, think about what good looks like to you. So for an example might be, let's say, you're not getting the support you need or you feel like you need from your manager. What would good support look like to you? Is that regular one-on-one meetings, maybe each week? Is it support for open homes when you have too many at once and you can't handle them all? Would it be better support when you end up in... um, challenging situations with a colleague right like disputing who registered which buyer or who has the rights to that vendor or um, even just allocating costs in the office you know like it might just be like you're you're really upset with your photocopying bill who knows so define what good would look like and then speak to your manager about it not in a blaming negative way but just in a hey i'm finding this a little bit challenging I'm getting frustrated by this. Um, what do you think? Even just, just you might not have the answers to it, but you can just bring it up first and foremost. And you can say things like, hey, I, I feel like for me at, the, at my stage in, the, in, in my career, I'd really love to have more support. Um, can we do a weekly one-on-one meeting for the next two to three months and see how that goes? And this is what I want to get out of that meeting. Be really clear about what support you need because the people around you might think that you're okay right now. They, they often won't give you the solutions you need unless you go out and ask for them. One of, the, one of the negative effects of playing the blame game is that it causes withdrawal. So it creates a situation where we are more likely to step back from the situation and disengage when what we really need to do is engage more. If you're playing the blame game, it's a signal that you need to engage more. Because then you're taking agency over it, right? So like if you take this approach with your manager where you ask for more support and you try having one-on-ones or you you know, tell them what you're frustrated by, and if that doesn't work for you and then after a few months you still decide, right, the right thing for you is to move to a new environment, 
then you've tried, right? You've, you've tried every avenue first. But often what happens when we play the blame game is we start to withdraw. We start to no longer go into the office. We stop speaking to our manager. We just spend more time at home because the market's really tough. And that slipping slowly away uh, is really, really dangerous. That's going to have long-term negative impacts on your business, on your income, on your mental health. So just, again, be aware if you feel like you're you're suffering from that withdrawal, that's a flow-on effect of playing this blame game. Um, and it's and it's a sign that you need to make some, some really big changes and, and, and pretty quickly. That withdrawal also can happen with your own clients, with your own vendors. And I've been through this before where you have like a tricky vendor, the property's overpriced, and you just stop communicating with them, right? Um, or, you, or you do the bare minimum communication. Whereas when you're in this mode, right, where you're playing the blame game or you've got really tricky listings, that's the time when you need to engage more. If you've got properties that are overpriced, you need to be having a one-on-one, preferably in-person meeting with them every single week until that property is sold or until they list with someone else. Now, that's the time to engage more. You want to be calling them every couple of days, if not every day. You want to be communicating with them more because it's it's a more urgent situation. The property that's well-priced and is going to sell soon, that, that's kind of in the zone. That's, that's, ready, that's ready to go. The properties that are $200,000 overpriced, they're the ones that need your serious attention. So if you feel like uh, you're in a situation where uh, you're starting to withdraw, it's a real strong signal that none of what I need to do often is, is engage more. If you're starting to withdraw from your relationships at home because you're not getting the support you need, again, it's a time you need to engage more and explain, hey, I'm feeling this way. Um, this is what I think good looks like. Um, you know, what can we do about this moving forward? And and communication is always going to be part of the solution. Whatever the rest of that solution looks like, communication is going to be a big part of fixing the problem. To succeed in this job, we really have to be able to embrace having crucial conversations. Whether that's with your manager, your vendors, your partner at home, your kids. We need to lean into having those critical conversations, those tough conversations. And when you go into those, you don't always have to have the answer. It's okay to just sit down with your vendor and say, hey, I'm really concerned about the sale of your house. What are we going to do to get you moving? It might be as simple as that. <laughs> you can sit down with your manager and say, hey, I'm just, I've lost my motivation. I'm withdrawing. I'm not turning up to the office as often as I should. And, you know, I'm feeling not part of the team or I feel like I'm not getting the support I really need. Um, I'd really like to get back to how it was before. And again, you don't have to have all the solutions. You can just explain how you're feeling and see what comes from that conversation. But just by sitting down and making space for those conversations, good things are far more likely to happen. Not guaranteed. But again, communication is going to be part of the solution. Good luck, everybody. Go well. If you've got a positive story of how communication helped you get out of a rut or help you step away from playing that blame game uh, and reduce your withdrawal, then do let me know. You can email me, andrew at agentmonday.co.nz. And if you've got like questions or topics, something you struggle with that you'd like me to cover in a future episode, please just sing out. I'd love to hear from you. 
Agent Monday is an exclusive content marketing club for real estate professionals. We give you helpful educational info to share with your audience and teach you how to use it to grow your business. To find out more, visit agentmonday.com.